Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. I want to talk about consumer savings this time, corporate profits on the U.S. side of things, and what's going on in the energy market. Now, on the numbers side, not a lot of drama going on. Manufacturing is slowing a little bit in the U.S., part and parcel of lack of supply, part and parcel of the Federal Reserve saying we want to slow things down. ISM number still came in at pretty good, 57.1. That's well in expansion territory, but it would be a lot lower. It'd probably be 52 on its way down if the one component in this survey wasn't as high as it is. Prices paid is up in the 80s, as you imagine. Prices paid in some areas are very high. Unemployment numbers, initial claims down. Unemployment, 3.6. Oil is out of 100. We'll talk about more of that later. The rest of the numbers, the yield curve has flattened, inverted for about 20 minutes last week, but it's pretty flat, meaning the relative value of a T-bill that's six months is the same price and value as 30 years. So there's a lot of buying along the old curve. On the employment side, it really does boil down to the labor participation rate. We're creeping back up to where it needs to be, somewhere around 63%. 63% is everybody that really ought to be out there working. I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but people that need two incomes in a household, people that are the right age group, people that haven't really retired. And interestingly enough, a lot of people that have been in the gig economy cash, Uber drivers, that kind of thing, are kind of moving out of that because they can get $17 handing out burgers. This needs to be up about 63, and then the employment labor market will be tight. The Federal Reserve does these, and it's very indicative of what's going on with the consumer right now. The green up there in the top is deposits, meaning money people are putting in the bank, mortgages, the houses they buy, even the consumer debt they have, this is the big stuff. They're not buying bonds and money market funds. They're putting money in savings accounts, checking accounts, and paying their mortgage. It's the big stuff. It is the underlying theme of the U.S. economy is this sort of behavior. Debt isn't out of control, money in the bank. What does get a lot of activity is this stuff. This is kind of the little stuff. Energy up at the top, small percentage of where we spend our money. Food, small percentage of where we spend our money. A lot of these things. The big thing down here, the 73%, is in the previous slide. Mortgage, assets, money in the bank. Fundamentally, the U.S. consumer is a little more conservative. Energy doesn't have that big an impact on how they spend their money. It doesn't have a big impact on what they feel they ought to be doing with their money. They're paying their mortgage and they're putting money in the bank. The Federal Reserve keeps track of the amount that people are saving and to what degree of their disposable income they're keeping. And the growth rate is down a little bit. They had a big report over that. We're down to saving 10% of our disposable income. You look at the bars, we're at $18 trillion people have in their checking and savings accounts. 
you know about this. We've been talking about it for a while. Huge fundamental. The other component of the big things, housing, it has frankly been cheap. Cost of housing has been relatively cheap. Mortgages have been very low. That is in the process of correcting. We're getting back up to where a percentage of a mortgage payment should be like 33% of your disposable income. It's been below that for a while. It needs to work its way back up. That market is not developing into a bubble, in my opinion, at this point. It is getting more expensive. It is sort of correcting. Prices in a lot of areas, Phoenix, Tampa, Miami, they're still way up. A lot of that marketplace, it's been, especially in Phoenix, it's been the low end of the marketplace. The not-so-nice places that have been real cheap are being purchased too, driving the price up. A lot of these places are driving the price up. The market has peaked in a lot of the more expensive markets, Denver, San Francisco, those kind of places. Though they're still very positive, they're not growing as much as they have been. And some of these other more matured marketplaces, Washington, Minneapolis, so on and so forth, their growth is already slowing. I don't think we've got a bubble growing there. Corporate side of things, corporate profits were very high again, over 12%. This is everybody in the corporate marketplace, including the banks. The financial firms, the banks and the lenders, so on and so forth, their profit margins are actually down a little tiny bit, bringing this down to about 12, a little above 12. If you take the banks out, regular corporate America, non-financial companies, over 15. Profit margins are huge. That is the driver of stock prices. That is the driver of one reason the S&P 500 has started its correction. I don't think this is a, love the term, dead cat bounce or bear market rally, any of the rest of that stuff. This is following earnings. The Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise their rates. I don't think that's going to have so much impact on the marketplace. The cost of money isn't as important as it once was. It isn't as detrimental as it once was. On the energy side of things, rumor has it the administration is going to start letting oil out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's got about 550 million barrels in it. Great. Uh, not important. I don't know why they would do that. Maybe there's a political agenda here. Maybe there's a motive. I don't know what it is, but all of the oil producers in the world, that includes Houston and a lot of the United States, need oil at $100 a barrel for a little while. They need to refill their coffers. They need to do a little development. Fundamentally, if gasoline is too expensive of the 8% of your income that you spend, don't buy as much and the market will adjust. Don't give them more oil, cheaper. Let the marketplace adjust and make demand go down. That's what we're trying to do when you raise rates. You make demand go down. Most of these producers are all using their known reserves. Saudis, everybody in the Middle East, most of OPEC. Those that have untapped reserves, and frankly, the United States probably has more untapped reserves than anybody on Earth. Huge fields off California, huge fields in Alaska. Yeah, we don't know a lot about the Caribbean right now, but Canada, I mean, they need $80 a barrel. The Saudis need in the 40s to balance their budget, and it's all over the place. Even Brazil has a fair amount of untapped reserves. It's just under 24,000 feet of water. 
This marketplace doesn't really need any help. It can adjust all on itself. All of these producers can adjust, sell or not sell, depending upon the price they get at the pump. The U.S. and its primary provider, Canada, has a fairly good network of pipes, refineries, distribution networks, so on and so forth. You'll notice that most of them are down there on the Gulf Coast. A lot of it's set up to deal with Venezuela. And I'm sure there's another political agenda here dealing with Venezuela, but they are known for huge untapped reserves. The oil isn't very good. It's pretty nasty, actually. But if you set up your refinery, it's great for making diesel and asphalt. I suspect there'll be something going on there in the near future before the end of the year that will open up Venezuela. As nasty as this tragedy is in the Ukraine, it is a human tragedy. Economically, the United States, it's just an event. It's not going to have a big impact on anything we do, food, energy, anything else. It's just going to impact the rest of the world of varying degrees and adjust the supply chain. And finally, a couple of questions. Uh, state and local pensions, since there's going to be a lot of wage increases, so on and so forth. How's their pension funding ratio? Well, it's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. Some of that's been a return in the equity market. Some of that has been increased taxes and increased funding into these, para and a lot of other local pensions. They're doing a lot better. Okay. There's really not a lot of drama out there. The Fed is probably going to raise 25 basis points here in May. I doubt they'll do half a point. Mortgages, they're already in the fives. I was hoping till May they're in the fives already. We might have sixes by July. It's just going to help that market adjust. GDP will probably be one and a half first quarter of 2022. That's okay. That's really all for now. More information as the data changes. Send questions along to info at shjwealthadvisors.com. I'll be happy to deal with it. Thanks for joining me.